The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. Good morning. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. A stunning loss for the Bills. Gibson has room to run at the 35. Cuts it back to the 40. Has an alley down the left sideline. To the 50. To the 40. Blockers in front to the 30. Down to the 20. To the 10. Still on his feet. And into the end zone. And that's the ball game. The rookie undrafted. Xavier Gibson goes all the way. 65 yards. For a game-winning touchdown in overtime. The Jets beat the Bills 22-16 to in OT. Aaron Rodgers gets knocked out of the game just minutes into his Jets debut, but the story of the rest of the game was Josh Allen. Allen back to pass, fires to the right corner, picked off by Jordan Whitehead, his third interception of the game. Allen throws three interceptions, turned the ball over a total of four times in the loss. You know, we, we prepared so hard, the effort was there, our guys played so hard, defense gave us opportunities, um, they played a heck of a game, and you know, it sucks when... You know, you feel like you're the reason, and I, I am the reason why we lost tonight. The Bills now face a short week to get ready for their home opener Sunday against the Raiders. Aaron Rodgers' debut with the Jets lasted only four snaps, and there are fears that he's done for the year. Jets coach Robert Sala says Rodgers will get an MRI today, but Sala says he fears Rodgers suffered an Achilles injury which would end his season. MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen, so prayers tonight, but it's not good. I heard for Aaron and how much he's invested in all of this. I'm still going to hold out hope, uh, but uh, you know, my, my, my heart's with Aaron right now. The injury silenced a crowd that had been anticipating Rodgers' Big Apple debut coming from Green Bay after 18 seasons where he won a Super Bowl and four MVP awards. Yeah, it's a storyline nobody predicted at all last night. The whole game, all about it. It It was was, uh, unbelievable from start to the very last play, a walk-off punt return touchdown win for the Jets. Plenty more to come on this throughout the morning. Here on WBEN, Sal Capaccio is down on the sideline in New Jersey. He'll join us a little bit later on this morning, and we'll hear a full recap, some of the calls, if you missed it, on the radio coming up about an hour from now. Meanwhile, Buffalo schools announcing some changes at high school football games. The district moving forward with invite-only games. Each player and cheerleader can invite three spectators to home games. Anyone under 18 must be accompanied by an adult. And adults are welcome to attend, but must present ID. The district wants a record of who's attending games. In addition, all high stadium, Riverside High School, will have weapons detection systems at the gates. It's in response to fights that broke out in the stands of all high Friday night that resulted in the Bennett-McKinley game being called at halftime. In the city of Buffalo today, discussion on bringing new traffic enforcement measures to protect students. WBEN's Max Ferry has more. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown is seeking Common Council approval on a contract between the city's Traffic Violation Agency and Bus Patrol America, a company that would install cameras on the Buffalo Public School District's entire fleet of 634 buses with the goal of catching impatient motorists, passing stop school buses and fining them in order to ensure safety of students coming to and from school. The city of Buffalo would also stand to generate millions of dollars in revenue for 
imposing fines. This proposal reminds Buffalo Common Councilman Rashid Wyatt of when the city installed cameras in school zones, a venture that accrued $2 million for the city of Buffalo in a week's time. That program was quickly shut down. I do know that it is a problem that people are driving through school buses with the arm out. That is unacceptable and we can't allow it for a tragedy to occur. But the other part to me is, again, if we're looking at this being a revenue-driven thing and not necessarily about the safety of children, it's problematic and it's something that I can't sign on for. This resolution will come to the attention of the council's legislation committee today. If passed, it would then go on to the whole body of the council on September 19th. Although Councilman Wyatt is looking for his questions to be addressed before authorization, he tells us that this resolution will likely be passed today to go before the council next Tuesday. I don't think that we've been told about what the fines would possibly be. I think there's still some questions that my colleagues would probably have. We need no more details, but for me, again, it just boils down to how was it administered? Is it going to be a fight for someone if there's a mistake? And I don't know if this, this system will allow for a mistake. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, WBEN News Time is now 5.07. Pennsylvania State Police could be closing in on escaped murderer Danello Cavalcante after a new confirmed sighting from a chopper of the fugitive. Officials saying Cavalcante is armed, warning residents in the Chester County area of Pennsylvania to lock their windows and doors, remain indoors, and Wynn has more. The latest images captured on doorbell video shows Cavalcante now clean-shaven, wearing different clothes. The 34-year-old convicted of killing his ex-girlfriend first broke out of prison 12 days ago, crab-walking up narrow walls to the roof to escape. Cavalcante then went to the Phoenixville area where he tried to contact a former co-worker who called local police. By the time officers showed up, he was gone. Police believe they're getting closer and win there with the report. In North Tonawanda, a regional favorite, Farmer's Market, is looking for some national recognition. We have more from WBEN's Tom Puckett. The North Tonawanda Farmer's Market is up for America's favorite Farmer's Market. We heard about the competition throughout our Farmer's Market uh, Federation uh, throughout New York State, and it's uh, a competition that um, goes throughout the Ameri- uh, USA. Christelle Prince says the farmer's market with the most votes gets $5,000, but the notoriety and publicity are more valuable to him. He says this is the gem you should check out. Uh, we've been around since 1908. Uh, one of the best markets around, uh, 146 stalls we have. Uh, it showcases our beautiful uh, North Tonawanda uh, farmers, uh, they grow probably the best produce and fruit, and uh, we have such a variety of vendors over here. As of Monday afternoon, the farmer's market is in second place nationwide, and Del Prince says he'd love to get your vote. Please go to ntmarket.org, and there's a link there to cast the vote. And we have a link to that in our story online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. That's really cool. Right. I voted. You can too, WBEN.com, and uh, follow the link there to do exactly that. And a rock star known for his big mouth has to keep quiet for a while. Here's more from Jason Nathanson. Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler under doctor's orders to shut up. He can't sing for the next 30 days because of vocal cord damage sustained during a concert over the weekend. The band was just a few dates into its Peace Out Farewell Tour. All September shows will be rescheduled, and the band will be back on stage in October. Interesting. Jason Nathanson there, um, that's uh, could prolong this final tour, right? Oh, uh, yeah. But if, they could only do maybe one day a week or something to 
preserve his voice. You have yeah. to wonder with some of these older bands, especially Aerosmith. You know, screamers. He's yes. screaming. He's hitting these high notes. He's, uh, you know, letting it all out there, exhausting his voice. I mean, you get up there and it, I, how much can you actually do of that? I, he's finding out the hard way. I guess. I'm actually surprised it's only 30 days that he's being told to shut up for. I, You know what? It would take, I would think it would take months. It's uh, some people that happens to, and it takes a very long time to come back from. So we'll see what happens and if this impacts the Buffalo date at all. Buffalo Common Council member Rashid Wyatt. We're talking about a new measure that the council, the city, is looking at that would perhaps lead to enhanced safety of students who ride school buses. We're talking about school bus stop arm cameras. Rashid, thanks for joining us this morning. Where did this idea come up from uh, in the first place? You know, the city's always looking for revenue as far as I'm concerned. That's what I think, how it came up. And I think that's what the administration has proposed. Um, But I'm I'm just definitely concerned when we look at um, not just about safety, but about a dollar. Um, you know, as the we went through the school um, zone camera debacle, um, you know, then all of a sudden we're coming back with school arms. Although I, I do believe it's necessary um, because I've seen for myself um, people's ignorance and just driving through where children are unloading off a bus and you're in such a rush, you want to endanger the lives of a, children, a child. Um, so I think it's necessary. But when the city is involved in administering it, that's where my concern comes in. Well, we do remember the school zone cameras that failed. Are we going down that same road? How is this different? Um, I, Susan, I, I can't say how it's different because, again, the city is involved in administering it. And that's where my concern comes in. I don't think anybody in the city of Buffalo would say, hey, we shouldn't do this. Because we do, I think many of us have seen people who have broken the law and went through an endangered child's life going through a school, uh, going through a, a, a area where buses stopped. Um, so I, I think it's necessary to set the tone that we value the ch- lives of our children. But again, the city has put in the budget $2.5 million for this. Um, that's where my concern comes in. I do know I've heard from another reporter that Niagara Falls has done it. And um, they actually have decreased the fines because of things that they wanted done to make certain that these incidents weren't happening where people were going through um, the school bus arms. Um, it diminished greatly. And so they reduced the fine. So if that was something that we were doing and I knew that that was going to be something as long as people um, complied, that would be in good favor that Children are safe and people are really paying attention. But again, when the city is looking for revenue and you've already put $2.5 million in the books for this, um, that's when my concern comes in. There's understandably some skepticism after the school speed zone camera, um, a whole debate that went on in the city of Buffalo. Isn't this inherently different, though? You know, part of the argument with the speed zones were that uh, sometimes there were hard to see you might not have known you turned into a speed zone and the speed limit was well pretty low compared to what you might be traveling even at 30 miles an hour on a street this one we're we're talking about a school bus there's really no missing it and it would only be operating when that school bus was stopped does that make it better than what was kind of previously talked about in the city 
I, I wish I could very well say yes. I mean, on paper, in the explanation, absolutely. But again, <laughs> it seems as though, again, this is about dollars. Um, not necessarily about the safety of children. I mean, I do agree it is different. Um, but I, 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 after the school zone issue, I'm just hesitant to make those type of decisions thinking it's very straightforward and black and white. Um, I think that there has to be a public education process regarding school buses. And you would think it's just as simple, but I was in a situation yesterday where I'm at a, I'm at a, where a bus is stopped and the bus is back away from the stop sign. And so people were there like, should I go? Should I not go? And and that was legitimate. That's not where someone is just saying, I'm in a rush. I don't care about these children. But is someone going to get a ticket if they go and they did something wrong? And it, it, I think it has to be an education on where we need to be stopping so that people are clear. Because what I don't want to happen also is that people get tickets and then they can't get their money. People are still fighting from this day to get their recover their funds from the school camera situation. So we, there needs to be a public education as well as we need to be clear on these fines and how they'll be administered. Can two things be true? Can this be about money but still be a good idea? Yes, absolutely. What would the fines be? Do you have any idea? N- what I was told, what we were told initially, because this was this came up a couple of years ago, um, the the fines were going to be, I want to say like one fifty, two hundred. I'm not totally clear, but we're going to get more information today at, in committee and legislation to hear more. Um, I do know my colleagues do have questions, but many of them do think it's a good idea. I mean, I, I can't say it's not a good idea. I mean, I do think it's a good idea, but when it when we when it's driven by the dollar amount, that's where my concern comes in. I want to switch focus a little bit. I know this is maybe more of a school district issue, but it, it does kind of spill over to being a city issue. These new rules at football games in the city of Buffalo. In response to fights that broke out in the stands at All High Stadium on Friday night, the district now saying it's, well, it's invite only. Um, adults are welcome, but must present an ID. Is it concerning to you that it's reached this point where people aren't just kind of free to go and see a high school football game in Buffalo? Yeah, it it, it is. Um, but, you know, honestly, Brian, I, I'm, I'm appreciative that the school board has took some action. Sometimes in the past, they didn't take action. Um, I'm hopeful that this will work out um, and hopefully that maybe we can get back to where folks can come to the game. But what happened um, last week was abominable. Um, we can't continue to allow things like that to happen in our city, especially in our schools, especially since we've dealt with the issue of violence on our schools. in our schools. Um, they had to take decisive action. Um, they had to make sure they didn't put the safety of the children and the participants um, in the forefront. And, and I can appreciate them doing something. Um, is it the right measure? I, I can't say, um, but they did something. And I can appreciate that because, again, school sports, sports are so important to the culture of our high schools and our children. And so I'm glad that they took some decisive action. And, you know, they're placing weapons detection systems at the gates at All High and at Riverside High. Is that just a sign of the times right now that we're living in? I, I really do think so. And it's unfortunate. I mean, no one would have ever thought that, 
you know, I heard many years ago, New York City had those detection devices. And I'm like, oh, my, you know, I, I, we don't expect that in Buffalo. But that's a sign of the times. And it's so unfortunate. You know, it, it was not like when we grew up, when we went to school, that, that wasn't something that you worried about. But there's so much to worry about. And again, I appreciate the superintendent and the school board taking decisive action because I think parents and, and the community has called for us to make sure our schools and the in, in, in those atmospheres are safe. And so I, I can appreciate them putting something out there and doing what most people would have thought is the right thing to do to make our schools and our, our because across the country, this is an issue and we just have to take the decisive action. And I applaud the school board and the superintendent. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.